Hello, and welcome to the Roam Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Roman. In today's episode, we're going to look at the Washington Bowl team 2021 schedule. We're going to look at the teams the team will be going up against this upcoming fall and give a game-by-game prediction for the season. It's a much tougher slate of games than last year, but being defending individual NFC's champions, that's what the schedule gets you. So with all that being said, here we go. First, I want to hit on the Bobby McCain signing for the Washington football team. Hit briefly last week that he was visiting. Um, they signed Charles Leno last week. They officially signed Bobby McCain uh, late last week. He's going to play free safety or corner. I don't think it's been decided yet, or obviously not going to release that information going forward, at least as of now. Give him another competent veteran to have in the back of the secondary. He was the captain last year for Miami. He has exactly what Ron Rivera preaches in versatility, being able to play outside corner, slot corner, and free safety, and a little bit of strong safety. He's a leader. You know, like I said, he was a captain last year for Miami. I think it's a very good low-risk signing. I don't think it you know, really spells anything too serious. I know people are speculating what this means for Landon Collins. I don't see that. I mean, Bob McCain, I think, is going to play free safety. Landon will play strong. And Cam Crow's going to get his reps no matter what. All three of those guys are quality players. You can play with three safeties. You can have Landon Collins playing the big nickel. Um... Or Cam Curl, because that's kind of what he played, you know, week one through six before Landon Collins got hurt. So I'm, I think it's going to be a, just a good quality addition to have in the back end of the defense. Like I said, McCain is a more of a free safety than those two, so I think it's where he's going to stick. But he can also play in slot corner where Jimmy Moreland was the main slot corner last year. Um, and Benjamin St. Juice is, you know, on the team now too, is the rookie third rounder from Minnesota, but he's going to be more of an outside corner, so maybe Kendall Fuller plays some slot as well. That's why I think McCain's probably more likely going to stay in safety. Free safety position, I think, you know, kind of spells trouble for Troy Apke, um, maybe even Jeremy Rees, but yeah, I think Rees played pretty well the second half of the year. Um, DeShazer Everett, you know, is a great special teams player. I don't think it's really going to harm his roster status at all either. But Bob McCain's another quality signing to add this offseason and another move to get this team just keep building and building for a uh, hopefully a positive 2021. Next is, you know, hit brief on Ryan Kerrigan signing with the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, I'm sure it's, you know, bitter bittersweet and you know bad taste in the mouth for some Washington fans you know Kerrigan was you know one of the most consistent players in Washington you know released recent history of the last 10 years all-time franchise sack leader um, a guy that you know will always have a special place in Washington football fans hearts but you know he had to do what's best for him and I think Philly will be a you know good spot for him I don't think he's gonna start there like he wasn't gonna start here maybe he'll get some more reps there being only really Brandon Graham and Derek Bar- Derek Barnett in front of him. Um, you know, I would have liked to seen him back in Washington because they need some rotational depth at defensive end. And but it seemed like Kerrigan wanted to start. But again, I don't think it's going to happen in Philly. Maybe Philly promised him a better role um, going forward. And you know, who knows? I don't know exactly what Washington was offering. It seemed like they were more willing to wait out through the summer and training camp portion to decide if they wanted to bring him back. I think they wanted to see what they had in the seventh round picks of uh, Shaka Tony and William Bradley King. Um, both those guys, you know, Bradley Keeney's to put on some more weight to stay at 4-3 DN. Um, same thing with Shaka Tony, but, you know, from what I heard, I heard, I think John Kahn a podcast said that they almost look at him more as an off-ball linebacker and, you know, rush off the edge on passing situations. So if that's the case, you know, Tony's going to be more of a linebacker. So that really leaves you Bradley King is a guy they can, you know, try to bring as a rotational defensive end or develop in that position. They also have Casey Tuhill. Um, Jay Smith-Williams from last year as well. So you know, a lot of unproven you know, young guys. Who knows? They can step up and be those guys behind Montez and Chase Young. But it might be an avenue where they go later in free agency. He's going to be later in the summer of training camp if those guys don't seem like they're up to the task. You know, it's, it's a tough ask regardless. Those guys are seventh-round picks. 
Jason Williams have the round pick last year. Tua was a late round pick last year for Philly. Um, Washington got him, you know, halfway through the season off the waiver wire. So um, definitely, you know, rotational line is something that needs to be, you know, considered going forward as the as we get closer to the season. You know, next I'm gonna look at the schedule. Um, you know, first I'll just give you my game by game predictions. I'm not gonna go too much in depth. Um, you know, once the season comes this fall, I expect to do a little film breakdown of every upcoming opponent for that week. Give you guys more of a, fan, a scouts perspective of what you know Washington will be going up against. You know, each Sunday. But for right now, I'm just gonna go through the schedule. You know, week one they host the Los Angeles Chargers. I think there will be a win. Um, I think it'd be a good way to start the season. Herbert's a really good young quarterback, but I think you know, Washington's defense will be able to hold up pretty well. I'm gonna go for a win for the excuse me for Washington team there. Week two Thursday night against the Giants. I think it's the best time to have a Thursday night game. So early in the season, the guys still are you know pretty rested, being you know only the second game of the season. Um, and I think you know a lot of Washington fans are gonna want to get some revenge against the Giants. Seem like they haven't beat them in a while, at least a couple years, and. Um, I think this is a good chance for Washington to do that on Thursday night at home, get that second one of the season against the Giants. Week three is a really tough test at Buffalo. Um, obviously, AFC finalists last year, thanks to the championship game against Kansas City. Um, but I think Buffalo's going to get to take that game up in Buffalo. I also think it's better for Washington to have that game early in the season so it's not as cold, you know, if it was later in the season. But either way, I have Buffalo taking that game. Next week at Atlanta, week four. Atlanta's kind of in limbo, what they're doing of the rebuilding, trying to win with Matt Ryan, but also potentially trading Julio Jones this summer after June 1 when his cap hit goes down. So I have Washington taking that win, taking that game. Next week five, I have the hosting the Saints. I have Washington taking that game. Washington has a pretty good success against the Saints at home recently. I know they had some trouble at you know in the Metrodome um, in New Orleans. But, you know, at home, they've done pretty well against them. And it's the first season that Drew Brees. If Jameis Winston or Taysom Hill is behind center, I think either way, the Washington defense will be able to contain them pretty well. And they have a lack of weapons recently. And Michael Thomas is really their only true option on the outside, at least consistent option. And um, even tight end, you know, they, they are rebuilding that position well after losing Jerry Cook. So I think Washington gets that game. Week six, home against Kansas City. I mean, everyone knows Patrick Mahomes is one of the best, if not the best quarterback in the NFL. That's going to be a tough matchup. I think it would be a good game, but I have Kansas City taking that one. Um, week 7 at Green Bay. In this scenario, I think Aaron Rodgers is done in Green Bay. I don't think he's playing there anymore longer. Um, so I have Washington be able to take that game, regardless if it's Jordan Love or if they get someone to trade back with Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, Washington will be able to take that game. Uh, week 8 at Denver. This is where the Aaron Rodgers uh, situation continues. I think he's going to end up in Denver. So that's going to be a much tougher game for Washington if he's on in you know in a Denver Broncos uniform at Denver. Um, so I'm going to take Denver Broncos in that game. Week nine is a bye. I think it's a good you know solid place to have a bye week middle of the season. Gives you guys you know a chance to rest up for that home stretch. Um, so at that point, I have them you know, five and two. Excuse me, yes, five and three at the bye. So I think it would be a five and three at the bye would be a great start for this team. Somewhere they can you know continue to get better and you know hope head into that home stretch of the season. You know, week 10, off the bye, they're hosting Tampa Bay, rematch of the wild card round last year. I think Chase Young's going to have a better performance than they did last year. Um, and I think he's going to get that sack against Tom Brady, but I'm going to give Tampa Bay the edge there. Week 11 at Carolina, some Ron Rivera get back. Obviously, they weren't able to beat him last year at home, but this is, you know, Ron's homecoming along with Curtis Samuel and, you know, a plethora of others. Uh, on the staff and others on the roster. So I think Washington's going to win that game. Week 12, 
hosting Seattle on Monday Night Football. I think the Monday Night Football curse is going to get broken with this team, the way they've struggled in primetime games, Monday night especially. Um, Washington almost beat Seattle last year at home late in the year, and that was with Haskins at quarterback. So if a guy like Fitzpatrick is still playing well, which I fully expect him to be, I think Washington can win that game. Week 13, they're at Las Vegas. This game have gone back and forth on. Um, I think it's a tough road trip you know, to Vegas. A lot of the guys, never, obviously, no one's really ever played there on this roster. Um, so I think I'm going to give Washington the win here, but I think it's going to be more of a toss-up game later in the year. Vegas has struggled later in the year the last couple of years, so hopefully that will trend will continue for Washington's perspective. Week 14, home against Dallas, and this is where the schedule gets you know wonky, um, having five straight division games, and then four straight weeks of Dallas, Philly, Dallas, Philly. I don't, I don't know how that even happens. It's very odd. But, you know, it's a, definitely a chance to make a Brown in the division or separate themselves, depending on where Washington season is at that point. Um, I have Washington winning that first game against Dallas at home. Week 15 at Philly, I have another win for Washington. That's five in a row. Obviously, that would be a really exciting time for Washington fans if that happens. I think Philly is far and away the worst of it team in this division. I think Washington should be able to capitalize on, you know, Philly's like I said, I don't. I think they're not that very good at football team. So I think Washington can win that game. Week 16 at Dallas Sunday Night Football. Another toss up. Like I said, I think Washington's a better team than Dallas. But you know, obviously, just percentages wise, I'm going to give the win to Dallas, being at home. Um, so, but either way, I think, like I said, I think Washington at the very least will split with Dallas. Week 17, home against Philly. I have Washington winning that one. Like I said. Phillies, I don't think it's a great of a team, so I think Washington can, you know, take advantage of that. And then Week 18, last game of the season at New York, another toss-up game. I think it's a lot to depend on, you know, where they are both in their season. At this point, I have Washington at 11 and five. Maybe they have the division wrapped up. Um, so, you know, maybe some stars arrested. Either way, the Giants could be playing for their playoff lives because they are an improved team. Um, they had really nice off seasons, but I'm going to give Giants the win. And week 18, last game of the year, for a total of 11 and 6 for the Washington football team, would be the most wins they've had this century and since the 90s. Uh, um, you know, I might be a little bullish on this team, but I really like what they did this off season um, with Ryan Fitzpatrick, Curtis Samuel, William Jackson, really nice draft of Jamin Davis, Deami Brown, Sam Cosme. Um, Give these moves recently with Charles Leno and Bobby McCain. So I think 11 and 6 is very attainable. You know, really, I think anywhere from 9 to 11 wins is what this team is capable of. Um, definitely capable of repeating as division champs or getting as a wild card. Um, so I think this is, you know, even with a tougher stretch, excuse me, a tougher schedule, I think it's going to be a, you know, good season for Washington fans. Um, you know, some quick hits on the schedule. You know, toughest stretch, you know, I believe besides those last five games in the division is week five through week seven, really through week eight. Because New Orleans, like I said, I think Washington's a better team than them, especially with Drew gone. But, you know, still, Champagne's going to have those guys coached up. Then they have Kansas City at home the following week, at Green Bay, and then at Denver. You know, going to those places are tough places to play. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, I think, will be on one of those two teams in the latter part of that stretch. So I think it's going to be a tough tough uh, scenario for the team. Uh, obviously, like I said, the five straight division games, very weird. But again, they can look at it as a, definitely be a positive. You know, maybe they run the table. Division, you know, clinch the division those last couple weeks and not have to worry about, you know, a game against the Giants or even Philly. So maybe that could be a very, you know, blessing in disguise for the team. Three primetime game this year. It's more than last year. Um, it was originally scheduled. I don't think the team had any last year besides Thanksgiving, which, yeah, I guess that is considered primetime, but just, you know, not a like Sunday night or Monday night situation. And then uh, 
the last game of the year against Philly was flex at prime time. Before that, there was no schedule this three this year, so it shows that the NFL is trying to take a little more advantage of Washington's uptick in productivity. Um, the Giants game, second week of the year, Thursday night football, almost almost a cheat anyways too, because every team has to play on Thursday night. Um, and then obviously they get a Monday night game against Seattle week 12. That should be a good matchup. Russell Wilson um, going against the the best you know front four front seven league in Washington. And Sunday football against Dallas week 16. And if the team isn't, you know, relevant late, which I expected to be, I could definitely see some more games flex later in the year to primetime spots. Uh, I think they need to take advantage of those first four weeks. I think the Chargers, like I said, are, I think they have a capability to be a really good team in the AFC West. But I think Washington is better than Los Angeles. They start that week off with the win, season off with the win. Take advantage of the Giants in week two. They have a lot of new pieces. Um, you know, try to see. It's going to take a lot of them to assimilate all those weapons for Daniel Jones. Uh, week three, like I said, is a tough game for Buffalo, but um, the following week you got Atlanta, who, like I said, is kind of limbo in what they're doing, the rest, the direction that franchise is, is going. I think they could easily win three of those first four and, you know, get started you know, in the positive direction going forward in 2021. A lot of tough quarterback matchups in the schedule. Um, like I said, you start off with Justin Herbert, Josh Allen in week three. You got Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Green Bay, or maybe Denver, like I keep saying, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, even Derek Carr, Prescott. So, I mean, it's going to be a tougher schedule, but that's why they've been building up this defense. And this is what this team is ready for. This is what this team is built for. Um, so, you have Chase Young. You have Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, Tim Settle. You draft Jamin Davis. Why you signed William Jackson and Kendall Fuller last year and draft Benjamin St. Juice and uh, you know, Landon Collins and Bobby McCain and Cam Curl. So, um, you know, I, I really think, yes, you have tough quarterback matchups, but you have the defense to you know, at least neutralize these guys. And that's why you bring guys on the other side of Fitzpatrick to help, you know, keep this team afloat on offense. And Curtis Samuel take pressure off Terry McLaurin and De'Ami Brown take pressure off Terry McLaurin. So, Tonyo Gibson in year two. So, um, even though it's quarterback matchups, I don't think anything any fans should be dissuaded of, oh, well, these are losses on the schedule. And, you know, I think it's, it should give team fans, you know, sort of perspective because, you know, I know everyone looks at the schedule and like, oh, that's a guaranteed loss. And, you know, last year, the stretch for Thanksgiving where it was at Dallas, at Pittsburgh, at San Francisco. I think everyone circled, you know, zero wins in that three-game stretch or maybe one. The team won all three. So you just never know when you're first looking at the schedule what can happen. You have injuries. You have teams that are performing. You have teams overperforming. Um, so, I mean, this, you know, is just another exercise to do. It's a fun thing to do. The schedule came out. You know, it's a lull time of the year, so you definitely still want to talk about it, but you just never know what a schedule is because obviously, statistically, it's a much tougher schedule just because they won the division last year, so they're playing tougher opponents uh, based off records. But either way, I think, you know, I don't think any fan or anyone is talking about how the schedule is undaunting for this team. This team, I think, is equipped to handle the tougher competition. And, you know, like I said, the tougher schedule, like I said, with the, but with the improved team, I think it's not too much to worry about. A lot, lot to be decided here, even from May into training camp in September. I think there's going to be some more trades in this offseason. I think Julio Jones is going to be traded before the season. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded before the season. There's going to be guys that are going to be traded that are not expected. So there's going to be some more movement going forward that we could not even see coming. So it's going to be, you know, exciting summer, regardless, especially when it's training camps, you know, hit the ground running in July. Well, with that, that will conclude this Roman Around League episode. This was an interesting schedule, you know, so that should lead to an exciting seven games in 2021. I said it earlier, but, you know, I think this team should be considered the NFC's favorites for, you know, reasons that I will dive deeper to into upcoming episodes based off their offseason. You know, this upcoming fall, I plan to give a, you know, a film breakdown of weekly opponents 
for the team to break down the matchup for, for that respective week, you know, give you guys a you know deeper dive on what you know fans should be looking for and what matchups Washington should exploit in that upcoming games. I hope you enjoy this edition of the pod. You can follow me on Twitter at NFL Scout21 and Instagram at RomanRoundTheLeague underscore pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.